Well, I told you we'd be back um, making some more consistent uh, episodes, and I'm back with All Star Cash, and uh, we got Jackson Newberger. Newcomer. Jackson Newcomer. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Last Saturday was the one year anniversary. I had Cash on, and I was hoping to get him on that Saturday, and then, but there's no way I could have edited it in time. But we've got him back, and uh, we said we'd talk about Indiana Jones that time, and we're back, so hoping we can do that. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, talk just really loud into the mic, and let's get it going. Okay, where do you want to start? Just rank the movies? Rank the movies? Yeah. Sure, yeah, let's do it. All right, ca- cash first, then, then jackin. Um, in terms of... I mean, how are we doing this? In terms of how good they are, or like how about like how about nostalgia to you? Okay, nostalgia. I mean, the first one's always gonna be number one in any kind of list that I. Mm-hmm. I Raiders, yeah. Um, if we're talking in terms of nostalgia, the third one that could have been in it, the second. I mean, they're all very nostalgic movies for me. The the second one less so, but that's kind of why I like the second one because I didn't watch it as much when I was little because my parents hated it. So, so I I I like that one because I haven't seen it as much. But yeah, yeah. So it probably goes one, three, four, two in terms of nostalgia. Yeah. Um, I just. Real quick, the I saw this like film analysis on, um, I think what yeah. So it was just like on the series, and they're like the reason it was so different is because it was trying to emulate the like action popcorn TV shows of the time, where it's like the next episode would be like this completely different place, different experience, and it sort of worked, but it just wasn't as popular. Um, but yeah, what about you? Uh, I'm different than most people. For me, the second one is probably my highest for nostalgia. In terms of how good, it's always going to be the first, yeah. But for for uh, nostalgia, it's the second one. And there's a unique story. Uh, I used to live in Park City, and my mom was a little bit of a hoarder, so she she had all of her storage in like this sports court we had in the basement, and I would just go through all the VHS tapes, just looking for things that look cool. Like I found good burger and it was like this orange colored cassette tape and i sadly sold that but i saw that you know indiana jones and it said temple of doom the name just sounds cool yeah but and then i remember i i saw raiders of the lost ark but it said raiders of the lost ark it didn't say indiana jones so as a kid you don't really tie those two together so i think i just threw that one out and i watched the second one probably the most as a kid and so yeah, can you imagine them releasing a movie called Raiders of the Lost Ark today? I mean, that's yeah. just, that would just be insane. No one would see that, probably. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. There's, like, I mean, it's kind of feel. a dumb title. Yeah. It just kind of is. But Temple of Doom, Uh huh. I mean, it's it's campy. It's a campy title, but it's it's cool. Mm-hmm. Dude, I love that, that uh, title name, Temple of Doom. This will blow you guys away. Nostalgia is number four for me. (laughs) Because I've always had this, like, deep uh, allure that, well, what's, like, I love the the jungle in South America. And I wish that 
the, the Indiana Jones films were more so in the jungle. It's like the the beginning part of Raiders is is yeah. like the, my favorite scene of any movie ever, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're in the jungle. I don't know why. I'm sure I could trace it back if I really thought about it hard. You know, just laying in bed trying to go to sleep. But yeah, so it's like it's probably four, one, three, two. I've seen the second one maybe like three times in my life, two or three times. So, you know, it's definitely not the same. But oh, yeah, I never said my rating. It's probably 2-1, uh, 4-3, yeah. Yeah. 2-1, 4-3 is probably mine. Yeah. Last Crusade is definitely awesome, but it's like... They played safe. They, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, because the second one wasn't as good. They were like, well, let's just go back to the first one, but yeah, different the third one, a little. It has, it has really great scenes, but it kind of, like, feels so real. Harrison Ford is just like... He's almost to that 90s Harrison Ford where everything he did was just kind of bland and that he just, like, breathed really heavily. Yeah. And is, like, half asleep for every movie. So it's, like, Harrison Ford nearly to that point, and you're just, like, that's kind of why I don't like it. But I don't love that he wears a tie in it for some reason. <laughs> really? That just, like, yeah, with, with the, like, jacket and stuff. Yeah. For some reason, that just like brings down the movie for me. I so I like weird. seeing Harrison Ford's chest. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Who doesn't? I love it in the second one when his like shirts all like yeah. up. You know, he just Pretty looks sick. a lot cooler. He looks like he's going through a lot more. Yeah. And when he has a tie on, he just looks too nice. Uh huh. Looks too much like a dad. And I think the like I don't know. One of my least favorite scenes in that movie is just... In the third one? Yeah, it's like, it starts off pretty good, you know, and then he finally, you know, finally meets his father, Sean Connery, and then there's just that, like, whole scene in the house where they're tied up. The fire's pretty cool, but, you know, it's it's too long with just uh-huh. them, like, it's kind of like the bad guys are just explaining their story, like, it's yeah. just, like, trying to be safe again, and, yeah. and then it finally gets to, you know, them going to finally get the uh uh what's it called the the cup the the holy grail the holy holy grail yeah (laughs) the cup of christ well the uh there's a script for the original third indiana jones movie they were gonna do which is written by chris columbus who's the guy who did home alone was he did he do goonies uh he didn't direct it no I feel like he wrote it, though. Yeah, he probably wrote or produced it. Yeah, I don't know. But, um... Chris, so, Chris Columbus wrote this this third script, and it was all set in... It was, it was all kind of centering around, like, African folklore and stuff. Cool. Which is kind of cool. And I've, I've read part of it. If you... Like, you can just look it up online and... And... Like read it, uh, so I've read a good part of it, and there are parts of it they use in Last Crusade, like the whole thing with all the students like bombarding him at the beginning of it, like that's straight from it. But it was kind of cool. It was so originally it was supposed to start the whole like you know how there's always the thing at the beginning that like doesn't connect with the whole rest of the plot. Yeah, kind of like a fun way to start it off. So. It was, so that was set in Scotland, and it was in, like, a haunted castle, and 
It's actually really cool. Like, I, reading it, I, it was a while ago that I read it, so I don't remember a lot of the details, but, like, I just remember thinking, like, this would have, this would have been a cool, yeah, would have been a cool thing to see. In Africa, yeah. There's, yeah, that, I like that. Um, yeah, the, the, like, I was talking with my cousin when we were recording last, um, we were talking about, like, the development of popcorn films and how they become, like, cultural icons, sort of, and it's, like, <clears throat> Indiana Jones just happened to become a cultural icon, like, I, like, it, I don't want to say it's luck, because I, like, he, there's definitely so much work put into it, yeah, but it, it was, genius yeah, it was just, yeah. it, but it was, it was just supposed to be a blockbuster, but, you know, and then it turns into what it is today, and, you know, uh, I was, I was gonna say something about like the '90s. When did uh, you saw the the Fugitive with Harrison Ford, right? It's been a long time. Like honestly, it's probably been twelve years since I've seen it, so I remember very little. I remember okay. him jumping off the dam. Yeah. And that's basically okay. it. Yeah, I I'm glad. Okay, it's in '93, which was exactly what I was thinking. But it's um, that's the only kind of '90s movie with Harrison Ford. That I've actually seen the I've seen like tra well not trailers like um the uh like cover pictures of them and they all look the same like they yeah, kind of bleed into each other so and I don't have any interest in that it's like Harrison Ford is Han Solo and Indiana Jones maybe right. maybe the Fugitive and yeah. I'll watch them someday I've seen I mean I've seen quite a few Harrison Ford movies but and I'll I will watch every movie he's in just because Harrison Ford yeah. And I'll do, and I'll just watch it to have seen all of his movies someday. But, but I'm not like super excited about a lot of his '90s movies. Yeah, like we watched uh, Presumed Innocent the other day, which was an, I can't remember what year in the '90s. I think it was from the '80s though. Was it? Uh, yeah. Maybe. But, he was starting his descent. Yeah. For but sure. I mean, well, he was he was good in it. It was just a pretty slow movie. It's not. And like even the poster, you just look at it and yeah, it just looks like any other poster. Yeah. It's not like the type of stuff you usually see him in. Yeah. Oh my. What the. Yeah. It. Weird. It's like a. It's. It was really dark. Mm -hmm. There's, I think everything from like the late '90s and the early 2000s like blends together. Like like to yeah. 1990. Uh, or I mean to like 2006. So I'm playing. So there's this like, uh, reconnaissance, st uh, stealth spy game where you're um. It, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell is the name, oh, yeah, and I yeah, it's and uh, for the PS2 like the original thing, and it's like the music, and it's like, like le like set aside the animation, but like the the set, um, just the whole setting, just everything. Yeah, it's like how the like the character's script is just like so cringy in early two thousands and like nineties feel that it's like, there yeah. There's no, like, I want to say there was a cultural revolution in, like, 2008 where, like, everything switched. It's, like, every every good thing I well, think of well, was, like, porn, 2008. The porn identity came out, and then everything just kind of copied yeah. the whole style of that. And uh -huh. it got dated so quick. Jason Bourne. I watched, like, the the, the new, the newest one. Is, what's yeah. Like 2015 just, or something it was like the newest I one. Yeah. I saw like Jason the first. Yeah, it's just called Jason Bourne. Yeah. I saw like the first, maybe 
power of it. Yeah, but I see what you mean. I saw it, that it's like it. it's like studios stopped relying on like you know the how good their script was and how good the story was, and then just started relying on you know CGI budgets and mm-hmm. and you know action stunts and and you know it, it got better in some cases, but in other ways the script faltered as a result. Yeah, but I mean it was kind of an experimental time because you have you know still the fairly early days of like every movie having mm-hmm. CGI yeah. in it and, and yeah. so so a lot of the time people just like they don't fully know how to do it and that wasn't always great back then mm-hmm. the people who use CGI really well are when they the, the pirates of the caribbean movie oh, yeah they're surprisingly then. amazing yeah, looking like at those davy jones still holds those, up he still holds insane. up i mean you're putting him right next to someone mm-hmm. like there's that shot where he like leans in and looks at jack like face to face yeah you're just seeing them right next to each other it's and, insane and i bet, yeah, I bet hundreds you, of tentacles are moving little yeah, yeah. Like, i bet you they spent like a week on every i don't want to say frame but like every you know little scene with him and um, yeah, well, just rendering that back. Yeah, then I can't even imagine. So what hard. what was that like? Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Yeah, yeah. Oh, super early. I'm mean, crazy early. Yeah, but I mean the the genius of Indiana Jones is I mean it's timeless because it's it's I mean it's not a modern movie anymore, but I mean it's made in you know I I think you can kind of consider the eighties to be one of the modern days with mm-hmm. the people who were. They're still alive. Um, the people who were like adults back then are still like conscious human beings, so I think you can still call that like the modern day, you know? Yeah. So, so this is a movie that's made in like modern day, but they decide to set it in the '30s, and that's why it's genius because it's not like it's not in modern day. So you're not using modern technology, you're not using modern music and and like modern styles. So it it doesn't feel dated, you know, 40 years later. Yeah, well, in a sense, like, it's kind of like a piece of nostalgia because, you know, here teenagers are coming and they're like, oh, it's from 30s and it's kind of this this time of, you know, uh, like, uh, like, you know, discovery in across the whole world where, you know, mm-hmm. the United States was had just barely kind of hit its stride and inside so then people wanted to you know explore the rest of the world and so it's like these kids who who were able to see at at the time who were fortunate enough to see it at the time they're kind of seeing what their parents witnessed when they were young so it's kind of like oh we get to see that and then we also get to see you know you know it makes them kind of have their own sense of self-discovery to want to you know kind of explore the world and you know they may not always become uh I keep thinking the word architect, but it's um archaeologist. <laughs> archaeologist. Yeah, I, I yeah. the the a word. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know you can't you can't always be such a successful archaeologist now because you know frankly everything's been discovered. But you know watching these movies, you see how how excited they get over the smallest things, even if it's unless even if it's like kind of supernatural in a sense, but. You know, it's just kind of a callback to nostalgia in that sense, and it's, I think that's amazing. Um, I was watching, like, Discovery, and there was a huge wave of, like, archaeologists. And, you know, they're all in, like, like mid-30s. So they grew up watching Indiana Jones, yeah. and they became – so there's, like, six or seven 
that wear the hat and the safari shirt and they're like in Egypt, you know, digging around. And it's so funny because I, you know, it's like me as when I was like 14 years old and being like obsessed with Indiana Jones, yeah. you know, like going crazy for it, you know, for like, I don't know, that length of time and just being like, oh man, I'll want to watch the real guys. And you see on Discovery and you're like, oh, well, I don't want to be that nerd that's like, <laughs> right. that's like trying to be yeah, Indiana Jones. Yeah, what the freak. But yeah, I mean, the genius of the movies is that, you know, they weren't just, fo- they could have just followed, well, well, like George Lucas, he could have just like made a bunch more like Star Wars and everything than he did later, but like not at that point. He could have just like kept making like Star Wars movies like Disney is right now and just keep pumping crap out. But I mean, he didn't. And him and Steven Spielberg, they looked at the stuff they liked when they were little. They looked at these movie serials that were campy and they were fun and they were cheap. And, I mean, that's what they grew up on. And that's what they had a great time with. So they wanted to replicate it. And just because of the nostalgia they had, just rubbed off on the movies. And they're like... Because there is like a cheapness to... To Raiders of the Lost Ark specifically, I think, I think that is partially why the Last Crusade doesn't feel the same because it just feels too clean. I feel, I yeah, think, you know, and so so you have this cheapness, you have this roughness to it, and it rough. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, and the nostalgia is from them is just rubbing off on it, and so everyone else who watches it is Keeps getting instilling their nostalgia it, yeah. from that. And I mean, look at. Look at how much stuff it inspired after that. Look how many Indiana Jones ripoffs there were, and I mean the Mummy was trending crazy. Kill me, great series. It is okay. The new one, much better. The Tom Cruise one. Yeah, I, I, I like I, that a lot. Actually, I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> the the Mummy it. Two is awful. I, <laughs> Don't I like ever the watch the Mummy Two. I I haven't ever been able to get through the sequels. To Don't. That one. Yeah. There's, as soon as yeah. they introduced the little kid, I was like, yeah. Kill me. There's so much to be said for, like, the practical effects that Raiders had. It's like, they didn't use CGI, but there's, it's like, rough is such a perfect word for, like, the difference between Raiders and and Last Crusade. Like, I don't I don't know where the, dis- like, the, the difference is, but it's, well, there, I watched another film analysis that it was, like, a guy watched the first opening scene where he's like a boy scout and then temple of doom and then raiders and last crusade and yeah and he's like um i think it's called raiders of the lost character arc and he's like he's like so you you just see the change so i think it's the character change of indiana jones but it's it's also like different filmmaking i don't know how to explain it raiders is just is much better well i think i think what it is so so at the time Steven Spielberg, you know, he had made Sierra Leone and he had made some big movies at that point, but he always had gone over budget on every single movie he had done, and he'd gone over time with the filming, you know, past schedule, and so studios weren't always happy to, to hire him as the director, so when they were pitching it to all these studios, a lot of them were like, we love this idea, but not if Spielberg directs it. And so, so he, when Paramount finally 
you know, took a chance on him. He was like, okay, this is where I got to prove that, like, I can shoot a movie with the budget they've given me. So, so that's part of it. He's, like, he's not taking... Because back then, you know, you had to buy all the film, and film was expensive. So he's he's just kind of using... Like, he's, he's not getting shot after shot to get the best shot he can get. He's getting the shot that works enough. And I feel like that's that's what the difference is. Because, because it became such a big movie, now they're getting more money for the later ones. And so they have more room to... To mess up, I guess. Where was that opening scene shot? Was it was it in South America? Oh yeah, because that's no, it it wasn't. No, it was filmed in Hawaii. Oh, 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 that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the I I love hearing about filmmaking because I bet you that scene took like a month. In all honesty, it takes so long to film something. It's like so all three of us work together and like we film. And go check out Tall and Short Entertainment. I didn't even say that. Tall and Short Entertainment on YouTube. Um, I'm. It's like the visual side of our uh, creative minds. Um, Cash and and Jackson are like really really good. So like we we'll, we film today and it's like you know spend forty five minutes to an hour you know like on on like yeah on a five minute scene. Yeah, and we expect it to be there for like twenty, and then you know, yeah, just, and then it just keeps going. Yeah, you lose track of. So it's like putting that on a massive budget scale it's like we'll do like four like the most is like five takes but then (laughs) i I imagine that they're doing like 30 takes now in like the the digital age of filmography and and i mean that's kind of you you get these uh let me start this sentence over so you look at the movies that are coming out from like Steven Spielberg now or the movies from Martin Scorsese, they just feel like they're modern movies. They feel just kind of blank, you know? They're just not as good, I guess. But you don't really know why because you watch it and like everything does seems fine. It's like and really Goodfellas I, is like, um, or it's like The Irishman is like Goodfellas, but Goodfellas yeah, is way better. Exactly. And so the... The problem, I think, is that these these filmmakers, they get too good for their own good, I guess. Because they've just got so many years of experience that, like, no matter what, they're going to get the budget they need. They're going to get the mm-hmm. actors they need. Yeah. And well, yeah. so they just have, they just know what to do all the time. They don't need to prove their sens- clean, themselves. Yeah. yeah, well, it's like, it's almost like they get bored with all the like the freedom that they're given you know they're they're given exactly. all this freedom meanwhile like here here steven spielberg with raiders of the lost ark was trying to prove something that he could stick with a budget and you know that means that he has to think differently you know instead of using this he'll he'll, he'll make a a little prop for itself he'll he'll you know he'll have someone make something for the set you know right, everyone gets sick in the middle of filming because they eat bad food you know? Inst- yeah instead of having the ideal location then he's 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 put in this place that he's not as familiar with and he's able to make it worth and in in terms it's end up being a better location because of how he works with it and how each director works with the the you know kind of the limitations that are put upon them but meanwhile when they have all this freedom it's kind of like 
yeah, I'll, I'll do this movie. I'm, I'm excited. But then, you know, they, they do the, the one month of filming for a 20 minutes, like maybe a five or 20 minute scene. And then they're like, well, that was easy, but it, you know, it's like, they don't have the spark. They don't have the, the Steven Spielberg shooting yeah, star spark. Every to, single person's a professional, you know, yeah. like they don't have any amateurs and stuff. And, and you can just feel it. And you think that's a good thing, but somehow it doesn't feel like it. And the messiness behind the scenes on Raiders of the Lost Ark, like you can feel it in the movie, even if you can't see it. And it helps the movie because it's a mm-hmm. messy movie, you know? It's like a yeah, pa- it's, it's more of a passion project than like a movie or than a money maker. And it makes like, it seem more real life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Harrison Ford, you know, he's getting beat. He's getting the crap beat out of him by some giant shirtless German dude. Nazi. You know, getting sand, like, thrown all over him. And, I mean, that's how the movie feels. And that's why it's so good. And so, I almost feel like that's that's what, what I like about the fourth one. Because he kind of had to take a step back and, like, look at this past time in his life. These movies that he hadn't made those kind of movies mm-hmm. in a while. So he had to take a step back and like, and find out how to do it again. Because I'm sure it wasn't that easy to go back and make just a fun movie like that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, well, it's like when you when you get these these big, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Trilogies or uh, series of movies, you know? Franchises. Yeah, franchises. When you get to the second, third, and even fourth movies, the character is just okay with everything that's being thrown at them kind of but here in like the first and and the fourth uh you know it indiana jones he's you know he he's, he doesn't expect what's happening first he starts off in in south america and then all of a sudden he's outrunning a a big boulder and then he finds that you know there's the the lost ark but and then he's just thrown into this world of of having to outrun and yeah it's just being into one yeah, uh, but and then when when you get, when you have you know the the combination of these directors who are kind of bored with their how much freedom they're given, and then these actors who have done multiple movies, it's kind of like they they all lose their spark in a sense, so that they you know they're the care they make the character seem like he's just okay with everything that's happening, like, and that's kind of why I criticize you know Avengers a little bit. It's like these heroes or whatever as soon as something happens then they're 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 just okay with everything that's happening they're they're not mm-hmm. as human as as you expect and which kind of makes them less relatable and, yeah you know. after one well, sorry uh after putting like raiders in context with temple of doom behind it it doesn't make sense that he's still like a skeptic about the the supernatural yeah. but yeah. he still is he's like yeah. it's not real yeah like that's all coincidence and I'm like you saw that you actually you didn't see but you like witnessed quote the power of God yeah and you still don't believe like in supernatural right. well and I mean one of my favorite parts about making movies is the whole problem solving aspect because it never turns out how you expect yeah. it to you know you have a script and you have you know I I write the script so so I I know how it's supposed to be in my head and then. You know, like, I've, I've planned to do the shoot, and I've planned how it's supposed to be, and I get there, and I'm like, I have no idea how this is supposed <laughs> to go. I don't know what I'm doing. And so then, 
you know, you have to figure it out, and that's one of the best parts about it, and and that's why I like a lot of the the first movies and franchises because they're really getting their feel for it. Like, like take Terminator, Terminator Two. It's a better movie than the first yeah. one, but I like the first one more. Mm. Just just because it's got that grimy, like, cheapness isn't the right word. I keep using that, but just like that low budget. Feel. Yeah. It 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 almost inspires you more. Like you could go out mm-hmm. and make things. There's so yeah. There's so much to. It's like the first Rocky. It's like insanely low budget, and somehow like it's boring, but somehow it you know. It's so created great, some, though, you know? And another, it's like Mad Max. Between Mad Max and then the Road Warrior, it's like, where where did they where did the apocalypse happen in there? But it did. And then it, you're like, I mean, Mad Max Two is way better because it's like that's what you go. That when I think of apocalypse movies, that's the first one. Even though it wasn't supposed to be that, it was just a cop in right. Australia. Well, yeah, and then you get like to the third Mad Max, and it's just like. I've never even seen the Thunderdome one. I mean, there there are parts of it that I liked, but like it just has such a big budget, and you can see like there's shots where they're just like, like moving oh, weird, the camera yeah. around, and you're like, yeah, you you can tell that George Miller's just not used to having this much yeah. money to use, and so it's it's I don't know, I just like the first movie mm-hmm. and a lot of that that first idea, that. yeah. Um. Did you okay? I how do I phrase this? Did you like Crystal Skull up until the ending? The, yeah, because well, it's a great movie up until the yeah, the, the ending is the minutes. only problem is the ending is too much. If they had toned down the ending, like like just I would have liked it better if Kate Blanchett's character you didn't even see her die on screen. Like if they ran out and that was it, and you just were like, what ha- what happened to her? And they you know they never yeah. show it. I think that could have it. Yeah, you're thinking more about it after. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the last twenty minutes, they're not bad, mm-hmm. but they just kind of feel like a different. They're movie. too much. Yeah, yeah it's like not it Indiana. It's too supernatural. Yeah, I guess. it just doesn't. Well, it's just not done in the way that the other ones are for the ending, because they all kind of follow a similar outline. You know, you have this like. This like like so James Bond every movie you have the pre credit sequence which is just kind of like a little mini adventure. I feel like it's itself, an it's an homage know? to like the Sean Connery era. Right, and so because because there's so many things in Indiana Jones that are that are like references to James Bond and stuff because that's what Spielberg wanted to do. I mean, there's so many things in there that like that's why that's at the beginning of every Indiana Jones mm-hmm. movie. So you, you got like this kind of like pre-title sequence, even though it's happening while the credits do. But um, so you get this little mini adventure and then you get to the real story and you know, you have some stuff happen and then you're gonna have Indiana Jones like down on his luck. He's gonna fight some guy who's like way bigger than him and then he's gonna use like his surroundings to win. And then I'm trying not to lose <laughs> it. I don't know what's happening here. Jax is just playing with this thing. And he's like off in the corner trying not to die. Right. It's not even funny. Right. Well, well, and then, you know, then the 
whatever they're the bad guys are looking for destroys them. And so they all kind of follow this one outline. But like where everyone's just all together in a big group in the fourth movie, just like running around doing crazy CGI stuff. That's why it it's not as good because it just feels different. You know what it feels like? It feels like National Treasure is what it feels it like. It really does. Yeah. Like the second mesh. Well, yeah, and, and then, yeah, like, yeah, because, like, the second one, they're, you know, they're trying to escape. The first one, they're trying to escape. Oh, they happen to come across the treasure, but then they're still trying to escape. Mm-hmm. That's what the the end of Indiana Jones is yeah. forced. Yeah, because like. he has to, like, he's forced to, like, help the bad guys. Yeah. yeah. There's Just so much... Like in yeah. That's so right. And then they, and then they just bear, you know they're like, "Oh, we all have to work together to get get up. yeah." And then they they, they get up the stairs and then so all funny. of a sudden then just the spaceship comes up and then the yeah. water fills all the valley. That's and. such a good point. That's like I think it's we can trace like where it failed to the fact that Indiana Jones isn't running from something. Yeah. Cuz it's like the the stone or it's like the boulder I get we could say is like symbolic of of the series. He's just trying to outrun things, yeah. outrun his past or like you know like is like the deal with Marion. You mm, know it's like we yeah. don't ever learn about that past, but he's obviously trying to run away from yeah. it and get rid of it. You know and so that's like that's like could be an allegory for the series. And when he when he finally takes what he's given and is like, well I guess I'll just deal with it instead of you know like trying to run from yeah. it because he's a vulnerable breakable man. Right. It's just like. But I do like that movie a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, another thing that makes it feel really different is in the first three movies, there's the end goal. You know, you got the the Lost Ark, you got the Centaurus thing, you got the Holy Grail. And it's not something that they really see till the end. But in the, in the fourth one, the Crystal Skull's in like half the movie, you know? Mm. And so that's, that's what's kind of different too because it's not... I don't know, it just follows kind of a different outline than the other ones, which isn't yeah. necessarily a bad thing, but in this case, they just didn't do it right. I so. think it ne- it doesn't deserve the hate that it gets, even though it's all subjective and, yeah. you know, people's opinion, but it's, it's, it's like the same crowd that disses on the prequels. It's like, I don't, you know, I like the prequel. That's not a good analogy, because I, I don't know where I'd keep going with that, but I... It's, but it's better than Temple of Doom. But I I would not be able to say why. I don't. It, maybe I just well, need to rewatch Temple of, of the, Doom. One of the best parts about Crystal Skull is I think it has really good dialogue. It's written by David Koepke, who did Jurassic Park. Oh. And it just has really good dialogue, and it feels like the Raiders in in the way it's written mm-hmm. dialogue wise you know everyone everyone just says the right thing yeah. at the right time and it just like flows there's like catchphrases of the time like when he says I like Ike it's like yeah. sort of cringy but then you're like oh that's just a 60s thing yeah right yeah, and, and so it makes sense and so like I mean and there's dumb stuff it's like I think you brought you brought a knife to a gunfight and they like you both know. pull their gun out at the same time like there's stupid stuff it's like get that creature and then bar fight. I love that. Like, like it's so stupid, but it's it works it because works. that's the type of movie that it is. Yeah. Because in all honesty, it's like that's sort of what you're showing up for. Like, you know you're walking into an Indiana Jones movie. Well, I guess when it first came out, you don't know what to expect. 
Oh, what do you guys think about the fifth one? You think that's a real thing? I mean, at this point, I don't know. Like you. With with, so so the deal with the studios is Paramount owns the first four, mm-hmm. but Disney has rights in like more. So oh yeah. Disney doesn't own the first four, but uh-huh. they own whatever else. They How have. is like Paramount like a um a tendril of Disney? Why is the Indiana Jones ride like in Disneyland before they bought out Lucasfilm? I've never understood that. Yeah. I'm glad it is though. Because I mean, George Lucas seems like he had a good relationship with Disney beforehand because mm-hmm. he put Star Tours in that's, Yeah, that's right too. So he just had, it, it's just some kind of deal the studios had. You know, it's like how the Simpsons ride is in Universal Studios. Mm. But, um, so which that is makes weird no now sense because, at all, yeah. Well, it's even weirder now because Disney owns the Simpsons, Simpsons now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now I, I'd rather have it stay in Universal, yeah, though, I, in all honesty. I, I love I the hate, Simpsons. But. I hate that Disney owns the Simpsons. Yeah. They own Family Guy, too. Which, you know is Family – what, is that part of Fox? part of Fox. Oh, my so. gosh. I didn't – jeez, Louise. That's – because I was looking back, it's like The Simpsons was this, like, culture icon, and now it's weird that Disney owns that. I have no, like, qualms with Disney, but I don't want them to own everything. There's a law that's, that, like, breaks up companies when they get too big. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about it in history. I don't know what it is. Disney, but, like, like if, they're, if they want to focus on just making a good movie, then they're, then they're going to do good. And people, if they stop focusing so much on, like, Forgetting everyone, mm-hmm. then they're gonna be more successful in the movies they make. Cause like no one, no one gives a crap if they're remaking Cinderella. Yeah. Live action, like no one cares. Maybe some mm-hmm. little girls, but like little girls aren't gonna go walk into a theater and yeah. buy a ticket. Well, yeah, I think mm-hmm. the bi- the biggest thing Gold is that thing. they're trying to. I, I want to say steal. I, I want to say they're trying to steal, but they're just trying to take already like created uh, works and then just buy it off as their own. Like so, instead of instead of actually creating a new and genuine idea, they're just borrowing it from something else, and then they're just continuing and then like squeezing all the potential mm-hmm. out of that thing instead of. And that's why, like, when you're a kid, like especially for us, Disney felt so much differently because it's like. Bang, 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 bang. They're popping out idea That's after idea. Brand new animation, you know, top of the line. Yeah, brand new animation, Pixar brand new live action live action movie. Even if they weren't always good, they were trying. And yeah, they were, something and, new. And then well, yeah, you look at Atlantis, like like that movie feels really weird just looking yeah. like at all the other Disney mm-hmm. movies. But like it's That's so great. It's That's so funny. Good, it's, it's a good it's movie. It's so funny. Good, I love Atlantis. Movie and like it's because they're trying something new. Same thing know? with Treasure Planet. Is that that's yeah? Too, I right? love it's Treasure like Planet. It's like that same too, thing. Yeah. I yeah. I don't. I've never seen that, but I don't know. There's like there's like the trailer for it every time I'd watch Cars. You know, like I didn't the preview. See that so. like last year, Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet. I should watch it then. It. Where do you guys watch them? Do you like rent them on Amazon? I just I just have seen them so much as a yeah. kid. Like I had them on VHS. Oh, okay. Especially Treasure Planet. That yeah. was part of my childhood a lot. Um, but yeah, it's like. You know, instead of creating something for themselves, they're just, you know, ordering these companies that they've bought to just do it for them. And then... They're just playing on people's nostalgia. Yeah, they're playing on nostalgia. Actually focusing on on making good stuff. You know, they're like, oh, what else? What else do we do? People like Rise of the Pyramids. 
base movie after that. People mm-hmm. liked Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I always forget that it, like, goes back to that. It's, like, a lot of the movies are based on the rides, yeah. not the other way around. Haunted Mansion is a yeah. really good Terrible movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Murphy, right? Yeah, I Awful. liked I liked it, though. Really? I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, that's another one I the, Tower, Tower of Terror movie is awful. Yeah. Do not watch yeah. it. Oh, okay. I never understood why they had the Twilight Zone in Haunted Mansion or in Tower of Terror. And everybody, you you've yeah. probably seen. Is that an actual episode? Because you guys watched the Twilight Zone. No, I don't, I don't think. think so. I don't I think. think that's just something. Just like I mean, I haven't seen every episode. Yeah. I've seen it's like just a go without creepy. One and like half a where do you watch that? I need to that, watch. I Twilight think it's Zone. on Netflix. Yeah. I used to watch Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch it on Prime. I, yeah. I haven't watched it. It was on Netflix for a while. Yeah. I'm not. It might be I different now, but every yeah. once in a while I'll see uh, like an analysis on that, and yeah. they're like they're so creepy. Uh, well, there are yeah, some I, episodes that are just straight, and there are some where it's like, yeah, this this is just a product of its time. It feels really uh-huh. cheap and stupid. But there are some like Rod Serman. He's the guy who created it. He's the I narrator. Mean, right? Narrator, yeah. yeah. Twilight. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, he's the guy who wrote the screenplay for Prime in '88. Like, he, he's really? Just, yeah, yeah, he's just thinking like way out of the yeah, box. Yeah, he's and out that's, of there. I mean, that show. There are elements of it that are so ahead of its time, and so yeah. so that is a that's a great show. But no, cool. I don't think that the Tower of Terror is a real episode. Also, just a side note, because I was thinking about it. In, if they do make Indiana Jones 5, and the amount of time, like, the amount of time between when the fourth one came out and when they make it, if they keep that same amount of time in the movie, then it'll be set in the 70s. Isn't that yeah. weird? Yeah. That's so Would weird. you like that? I don't know. Yeah. Because, yeah. I don't know, It. what's the enemy in the 70s besides, like, Besides government drugs, and Vietnam, drugs, I guess. It's, I like, guess. it's government like, yeah. Russia. I mean, drugs, that's more like an 80s. Yeah, thing, maybe, right? yeah. yeah. Like, it, well, it's like... Cold War was like late 60s and like 72. So I don't know what year it would be in the 70s. Yeah. But by then, it's like the Red Scare is kind of over. Vietnam. So it wouldn't be... But it's like... that. That's what I'm saying. It's like you'd be against... Your enemy's the government. Not yeah. You're not against yeah. the, the well, so Vietnamese. They, it probably would be the government... Maybe a corrupt official. You look at them, they they kind of follow the types of movies of the time. So, like, in the 30s, there's, you know, these adventure series yeah. you'd go see at the theater, and it'd be like, come in next week to see the thrilling conclusion, you know? Mm. And then in the 50s, you get these B-movies where there's, like, aliens and, you know, it's war, war of the worlds and stuff like Supernatural, that. Supernatural, yeah. Yeah, and so that's what the fourth one is, because it's set in the 50s. And... In the 70s, I mean, movies got super paranoid, and, like, lots of people were making them on really low budgets, so maybe maybe they go that route and have, like, it be a government... Dude, they do a meta movie. He's, like, it's, like, a low-budget version of an action film that that yeah. he stumbles into a studio or something. Well, I'm yeah. sure that... <gasps> I'm sure if, if they're gonna do a fifth and final one, they'll definitely bring back, like, the Lost Ark in some way, shape, or I form. I would hope so. Yeah. Did they, wait, did, yeah, they... Like, yeah, they, they could make it with that, like, with the government, you know, they they have kept it for so long, and then they finally realize yeah. that they have it in storage, and then so they want to use it, and then Indiana Jones says, Let no, you don't You don't know how powerful that is. Did they Did they have the Ark in the fourth? In the fourth, yeah. yeah it, it was like, it was like torching the, the box, box yeah. yeah. 
And did it go anywhere from there? It just no, they just saw large it. Large lungs were moved, like some boxes were moved to like the corner of it in the back. Yeah, of the right. It's just a little like thing teaser. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about you heard about the whole director change and stuff? Did you hear about that? Mm-mm. So Steven Spielberg's not directing it. Mm-hmm. Um, David Koepp, the same guy who did the fourth one, is gonna write it. He's gonna write it and anymore. And this was Spielberg's choice, actually. James Mangold, who did, he did Ford v Ferrari. He did. Oh. He did Logan, and uh-huh. and the Wolverine. What else has he done? So you're saying he's gonna make the fifth one a dad movie? <laughs> James Mangold is that his name? Yeah, James Mangold. You know, he's done a few things that I think are pretty good. Another Jewish guy, just for the record. <laughs> so um, I liked Ford versus Ferrari. When I when I see someone who did something good like that, it makes me think he would be best in a standalone movie like that, where it's it's like Zack Snyder in a way, where it's like I love that one. See, yeah. Well, so I mean, the way I see it, I mean, it it feels weird that it's not Spielberg, but at the same time, like Spielberg's not really like like I don't know if he would do a good job with it in this day and age. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of see it as a, like, it's, I can see potential in it with him, with James Mangold doing it, because, yeah. you know, the stuff he's done. Untitled Indiana Jones Project, 2022. Yeah, with the stuff he's done, like, uh, I can, I can see it being good. Oh, but, 310 like, to Yuma. Maybe it won't be. Night and day, though. Yeah. Terrible movie. Um, sorry, Jackson, I, uh, I'm going to cut you both off, but, um, it's like, so Zack Snyder. His best movies are when he has something to like base it off of, so it's like Three Hundred was based yeah. on a comic book, which is based on real life. Yeah. So that so it was really good, right? But it's like Zack Snyder's standalone movies; they're not great. But so I feel like that would be, the, in a different sense, it's like on a standalone film like Ford v Ferrari, Greatest Showman, Logan, Walk the Line. It's like those are popcorn films. That's when he'd do the best. I don't want him to, like, do a franchise for well, some reason. I was actually going to tie it in with Logan because, like, you know, he he did – I haven't seen Logan, but he did do a really good job. And, you know, it has the reputation of, you know, following up all the, you know, the X-Men lore and stuff. And so well, – A lot of people say it's, like, one of the, the best movies. It's, yeah. it's really good. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I would watch it. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, he might have that kind of creative spark where – he makes the fifth one kind of like it's the first one, yeah. But it still has the you know the reputation of being the mm-hmm. fifth one, and so he could make it so you know it doesn't have any cohorts with the the other four except that you know it's Harrison Ford and it's Indiana Jones, and it's a new journey. But it, you know it could be you know like Logan in a sense where it's it's the fall of Indiana Jones or it's just you know. Uh, kind of him at the you know because he'll be pretty old in yeah, that movie it, it's freaking <laughs> old yeah and so he, he could just make it his, his its own thing which you know it could be great it could be what if they did shia labeouf's character into like something because you know how he puts yeah. on the hat yeah, and, and then and then like, that's <laughs> mine kid or something or whatever he says yeah i mean i kind of feel like shia labeouf might be in it probably <laughs> that that was <laughs> That was not one of his early movies, right? He was what? How old was he? Well, in I mean, that? That was Just so do it. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't fairly early in his like movie 
career because he did some Disney Channel crap. Holes. <laughs> Even Stevens. And then, and then he did Holes, and then he did Transformers, and the next I love year Transformers. He did, he did the first Transformers, and then the next year he did Indiana Jones. So. And Even Stevens. Oh, it's such a good show. I just started watching it. Okay, he was... Let's see. He was in. It was in two thousand eight. So let's just do the math. I was born in eighteen eighty six. Twenty two. Twenty two. Nineteen eighty six. Twenty two. Dang. Math guys. No. Wait. Um. Let's see. So how old is he? How old is he now? Thirty six. Uh. So thirty six. Yeah. Twelve years ago. Twenty four. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, 2008, right? 12 years ago. Okay, 24. So, pretty young, but he'd been doing some stuff. Individual. Yeah. I mean, okay, what if they just pulled, like, like what they... Have you seen the second Bourne movie? Okay. Is it just a different actor? No. No, they did that. The uh, fourth one. But, um... No, so there's, like, the original trilogy or the Bourne movies. And they just start off the second one... So, so, have you seen the first one, at least? No, I've only no? seen Matt You've Damon. You've seen the newest one? Okay. So, so like, at the end of the first one, he just, like, kind of walks off into the sunset with the girls. Yeah. And, like, leaves that life behind. Girls swimming. Immediately at the beginning of the second one, she just gets, like, sniped. Whoa. Right. So, they, so, they, like, right. pick it up. Yeah, okay. like, immediately. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's not a great movie, but what if they just do that? With Indiana Jones 5. Shia just gets... <laughs> Shia, Shia oh my and gosh. Allen, and then it's just super old Harrison Ford going in like... <gasps> oh! She like, turns into John Wick. Well, yeah, you just put him yeah. in like the middle of the desert in like Arizona. And then the... Having him hunting someone down. It's so the, the, And, and then the, the, whole, the whole score is just psychedelic and slowed down. It's like... It's like free, yeah. No, it, it like some parts go backwards. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like what the? Oh my gosh! It, yeah, give, and give it like super low camera quality, make it feel like it was made in the seventies. And then he just wakes up with that one girl who wrote "I love you" on his on her eyes. Oh no! <laughs> the whole thing. He was young the whole time. It was all a dream. It was all a trip. No, he just wakes up in his Han Solo. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, you've heard that yeah, too. No, the, wait, no. The the Indiana Jones movies are Han Solo's dream while he's frozen like a, in carbonite. <laughs> that's why there's so many like. Whoa, really? That's a that's a theory behind that. <laughs> that's a good theory. I believe that. That's awesome. I've never heard that before. That <laughs> yeah. sounds freaking cool. So you just end the fifth one with him waking up and he's Han Solo. And freaking Leia's like, but, it's, but it's okay. Just, it's just oh, all Yo, yeah. Yeah. Yo, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. What if they just recast for like Indiana Jones five uh, okay, to make him I look young, they, they like back in the forties really or something? I don't want them to recast that, and I don't yeah. think Harrison Ford wants them to either. But if they're gonna do it, just give it to old man. Like give him, the, yeah, Solo. same guy. I loved him in Solo. Yeah, yeah. just okay, but like I really liked him in it. Yeah, because yeah. He, yeah, we talked about. I actually listened to yeah. our episode, and you made some good points. It's like he's Han Solo, and not actor what's the actor's yeah, name uh, harrison ford yeah he's on solo not harrison ford yeah but there's this one movie uh what's hail caesar that he's in he's mm. just he's kind of a, a smaller part no he's 
technically he's the second main character in the movie. Yeah. But he's not on the poster for the movie at all. All in the yeah, really. Jonah Hill's in one scene, and he's, and on, he's the on there. Dude, yeah. Hail Caesar is probably it's Did you like see that? yeah, it's the most underrated Coen Brothers film for good reason though. Yeah, I didn't love it because it was so weird. Well, but the first, the first time, yeah, I saw it, yeah. I was like, yeah, that was okay. The okay, then I, just, I, I need to watch it, it again. Because it's pretty, it's like philosophical. The Coen brothers are masters, dude. Well, yeah, yeah, there's just like, it kind of, the first time you watch it, it's kind of with the sense where you're like, oh, this could have been much, like it had lost potential. Like Mm -hmm. it could have been like, and then it just, it it another hour. Well, it just, it just, it ended, it ended kind of weirdly, just kind of like everything kind of resolved itself. And so, And then Josh. That's what they're good at, the Coen brothers. Josh like Brolin's Josh Brolin's characters. I like his character in it for what they did, but like in my mind, he could have been like the one that was kind of going out there to fix everything to get uh, George Clooney's character back and and, yeah. and just stuff like that. But sorry, not to go on a rant about Hail Caesar, but it's just I yeah I was just well, bringing yeah, up the point. Were you say about I, I just I would say like I like his. His he's style. Like yeah, he's the best yeah. part about that yeah. movie. Yeah. He's so yeah. yeah. So if they, so we have, well, I have the, it's like a book version of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. And on the cover, it's, I had to like understand that Indiana Jones is on the cover, not Harrison Ford. It's it's just like a, a differently drawn. It's like how Harry Potter, like on the books, they they drew Harry yeah. Potter. And it's it just, like it just happened. Kid, it yeah. happened to look like Daniel Radcliffe. Because you're like Daniel Radcliffe is Harry Potter, so it's like, yeah. I think that looked that, and J.K. Rowling was like, no, that that's him. He looks just like. But I think in this situation, it it would be okay to recast only because of that same situation where Alden could be Indiana Jones and not Harrison Ford again, even though Indiana Jones is more so Harrison Ford's part than Han Solo. Mm -hmm. It's like that's just that's just him. Well, here's an idea. What if didn't make a fifth one and they just made an animated show hmm. I'd like that right but they w- so you get like I'm afraid that it would be akin to the, the version young, where he was young, yeah, young, young indie I, I mean I want them to just do like Nazi so type if, fighting so era what if, they, what if they set it in 1937 because there's no movies back then and you do like 10 episodes and that's it you do it in like the style of like you know the old clone I knew you were going to say that yeah yep you do it in like that style I love that right yeah would that not be the greatest I would that would be yeah that'd be the goat it could be it could be it could be a mini series so like things resolve at the end uh-huh. but it's like I, yeah you're given more time with each character you get to know them more mm-hmm. you care about more each character yeah and you know you could you could potentially have harrison ford recast his role like without boys. him being an old bogey. yeah yeah that would actually be smart because you could have him running and doing tricks yeah so i knew you were gonna say clone wars only because it made me think of the last season of clone wars it was like just a, re- a resolution of everything yeah don't t- okay. don't tell me you have a trailer for animated <laughs> Indiana Jones like that's a thing already. on a podcast. No, no. <laughs> you, you gotta link this in the podcast. This okay. is from a few years ago. Some guy just like made this to try to pitch it to people, but you can like cut all this out. But like you have to see this. He wanted exactly what I just explained to happen. 
Whoa. And short round. Comes Yo, back. and short round. Wait, he made all this. Yeah, just some dude animated this whole thing as like the intro to the show is what it would be. Yo. Oh yeah, and we never talked about short round making a yeah. re- comeback in the fifth one. I'd, I'd be cool. <laughs> I'd be happy. That's awesome. I love that so much. Tell me it's a girl. Yeah. Is that Marion? It's just a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this proves that he's there always on the run. Yeah. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Jungle. It's go. Like, have yeah. you seen um Eternal Ball Unite that people can hear me? But um have you ever seen the nineties Tintin animated show? I've only seen I've only seen the movie, but I love the movie, so I wouldn't be opposed to watching it. Yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty dang cringy with the voice acting and stuff. Right, yeah. And it's super 90s, but, like, like the vibe it gives is just great. Yeah. So they do something kind of like that. What's that video called? It's, uh, I don't know, I'll send it to you. Okay. Uh, I will link that video. Guys, okay, actually go watch that. What, that, every once in a while, I'll come across something that's, like, peak amazing that gives me like so much hope for humanity if they would do that have you guys seen astartes it's there it's just like yeah it's like one man passion project it's that that's what that reminds me of even though animation styles are completely different but see what i mean that that's indiana jones and and everyone would just like that everyone would like that who likes indiana jones would like that yeah so i just yeah i just wanted to say that like yeah that that passion project just further proves that like there's people who have these ideas in their head, and then when they finally get just like just barely enough, you know, money to make it, then they it is their passion project. You know, mm-hmm. for George Lucas, uh, Star Wars was his passion project. For Spielberg, you know, he had a lot of, you know, including Indiana Jones. But it's like, you know, then, then they just don't have these passion projects anymore because they're you know they're pressured by studios to just you know oh make something good. And so it's like, you know, with fan art like that in that uh, series, it's almost like, you know, maybe you do need a, new, a fresh face on, on a new uh, Indiana Jones or, or something in that sense. And it's like, you know, yeah. I don't know. No, I, I guess you're saying, I yeah. Was just, yeah. I was just trying to say, like, because I think that went with the theme of today's episode that, like, uh, you know, stay stay passionate about your ideas and mm-hmm. and i don't know just yeah like yeah that was actually glorious like and of all words I don't know why heavenly I, I don't know why i didn't think about that before yeah just now because that that was awesome i rewatched that so many times just hoping for like any yeah that. it's like five years old though really that was really cool i mean I, again, I don't know what it is, but I, I love the jungle and I want it to keep going. I don't need the jungle. Hello? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to do that. <laughs> I love that video. Um, There's something I was going to say, but. Sorry. I remember what I was going to say. So, um. I, I may have mentioned this idea. What I want so much, in, like probably the most in Hollywood, is just for George Lucas to make something unrelated to Star Wars, unrelated mm. to anything that's ever been made, 
Something yeah. from his head. One of them just make a movie. Like American Graffiti? Yeah. Like but a type of that, another thing like that? anything. Anything that guy thinks That's of, not Star Wars. Just put it out. He has, like, an actually brilliant mind. And, he, like, a, a really, a good mouth for, well... Mouth to tell stories. That's a horrible analogy. He has a really he has a really good mind for good a, a good a good mind for analogy or a good mind for story. Well, so he, he has a great story. He's just a creative guy. He's not yeah. the best writer. Uh huh. And I mean, he's good at directing. He's not the greatest director of all time. You know, there are definitely people better than him. Uh huh. But he's just really good at coming up with ideas. Yeah. And so, I mean, he doesn't even have to direct it. George Lucas just go get. Your friend, your buddy Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> he hasn't made anything in a while yeah. ever. He also wants you to make stuff. So you two just like you get together, you go come up with an idea. Go get Lawrence Kasdan from you know how to yeah. write it. Make Francis Ford Coppola direct it, and that's it, man. Yeah. Just do it. It's it's a done deal. Yeah. I know you're listening. Cause you listen every every time you open Seven Up. So yeah. Because you're secretly in love with him. Freaking George, go get go get your boys. Get it going. Don't include Spielberg in there. He's too he's too corporate now. You don't like him. Did don't he like do him. Did he do Ready Player One? Yeah, was that him? Was that that's him? probably why. Yeah. I liked that movie. Yeah, it's great. I need to read the book. Jackson, oh, what you what you got for us? No, should I? Yeah, I mean, I I saw the movie before I read the book actually, and that's not why I read it. Jackson actually gave it to me. Before I saw the movie and I didn't read it and then I saw the movie and I was like eh, I'll read it and I'm glad that I saw the movie first because I liked the movie and then I read the book and I didn't like the movie as much after that so like I enjoyed seeing the movie and then I enjoyed reading the book and there's actually two of them out but I'm second one I haven't read the second book yet that's what it's called bruh <laughs> It's a, I mean, it's not like great literature, but it's a fun book to read. <laughs> yeah, well, then I will. Books. What do you want? Freaking. You want a Jaws Mansion? It's called Raiders March. Jaws. You dumb dumb. <laughs> HD film tributes. They got 1.43 million subscribers. They know more than you. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, this just, so good. Yeah. Like not really a movie. Yeah. Just like something. Something adventurous. Dude. Related. Okay, I, I actually I have an idea of cooking up that I think we, that we could do. Um, real quick, I want to show you this video that you guys would appreciate just as much, because. Let me let me explain real quick to the audience. Oh, I've, I've seen this. We before. are all old souls. Like we should have been born forty years ago. But you know what? I'm glad we found oh, each wow. other. Uh, this is called the most beautiful shots in movie history. It's it's one of my favorite videos of all I've time. Seen it, yeah. That's good. It's really good. Link all these in the description. Yeah, it's it's classic. I see you're cutting this out, right? Yeah. No. From this point. What? Yeah. It's it's cool, yeah. Moon. I'm sure uh, you guys have seen every one of these movies. Maltese Falcon. Is that Psycho? I thought that was Maltese Falcon. Casablanca. Oh yeah, I love it. I, I'll watch uh, that, it again. That's the movie with uh, Pulp Fiction. That's Reservoir Dogs. Oh really? Ferris Bueller. Oh, uh, Nightmare on Thirteenth Elm Street. Yeah. 
American Beauty. American Beauty, yeah. 2009. Yeah. Uh, Grand Budapest. Shining. Shimmer's Lips. Uh, that's uh, Inglorious Bastards. Princess Bride. What is that? That was Skyfall. Writers of the Lost Ark. Good thought. Good fellas. Django. Django. So good. Mad Max. I love it. Oh, that's Jackson oh brother Rocco. Dude, watch Goodfellas. Watch Goodfellas. Not even kidding. Yeah, uh, that's Darjeeling Women. Like Pleasantville. Yeah. Um, I I have every one of these movies on my watch list. New Hope. Um, my goal is to watch all these. Oh, that was because uh, I, I I don't know how great these movies are. Life of Pi. Life of um, there but these. So that one. Yeah. That was Life into the Pi, wild. Well. Really? It, are they just shots like that, okay, full of it? Have you seen Fight Club? No. There will be blood. There will be blood, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to watch all of these. Hope, you know what? I have a goal. I'm going to watch all of these within the year, American Psycho. Oh, that's uh, Django. That was Django, too? I think so. That's a cool one. Pulp Fiction. Oh, Shawshank. Empire. Empire. Uh, that's Kill Bill. Let's see. Tarantino. No, Karen, Tarantino said one and two are the same. Are like Clockwork the same. Clockwork Orange. <laughs> Vertigo. Oh really? Stand by Me, one of my favorites. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Shame oh. Private Ryan. My neighbor Totoro. <laughs> I don't know what that. Is. Jurassic, Jurassic Bart. Bart. I'm actually gonna leave this in so to tell the audience how much you guys know about movies. <laughs> what the. Oh, uh, Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Christmas. Tangled. <laughs> what the? What the? It's pretty good. Her. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth. I don't know what that is. I think I think e. I, I think that one before was uh, uh, Gone with Gone the Wind. I think that one was. I love that movie. Anyway, that's that's it. Um. I mean, the music goes with it pretty good, but I like. Those are the most beautiful shots, and it makes me want to watch the whole movie. Even if the whole movie itself isn't very good, I'll be able to connect to that video a little better. Well, yeah, it's it's like it's like with the theme of this episode, like you know these these people are able to capture moments and feelings, not just you know, and then they're able to make a story about that. But it's usually how how all scripts or, or how all ideas are formed. They're like, you know, mm-hmm. I I really like archaeology. I really like the adventure expeditions of the early 19th century and so you know i want to make an indiana jones uh, 19th 19th 20th century yeah Yeah. well 19th yeah okay so either way dude and and that's another thing it's like the creative process is is like the exact same like i've been making up quote like a movie since i was like 13 like the same i i could write a like either a book or like make a movie and like it probably wouldn't do very well, but it's like that would be my passion project. Yeah. That's where like great movies start is they've been working at it for years. Then it's just like the smallest idea that's like the climax of a story and they're like, How do we build around that? And that's mm-hmm. yeah. truly amazing. There's a, now that I mean, I know we watch too many videos it's, for I could link, to watch. Link but, four videos in the description. But I mean, just just links all the what? movies <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> I write these movies for you guys. Yo, I I have a, a like four and a half hour cut of um, Shrek. No, no, uh, uh, it's it's all 
It's Shrek extended. Cut. It's Revenge of the Sith cut together with the last four episodes of Clone Wars. Oh, so oh, it's oh, really yeah, good. I have, yeah, I haven't watched that yet, but I have Dude, like a do link it. to it. So I watched the Clone Wars and then that, and I cried like four times during that. Like mm-hmm. especially like I am, I'm not a crier, and I was like I was dying. I was like no, because yeah, there's just like much more intimate connection. Yeah, all right. This is the uh, 100 most iconic movie lines of all time. Shoveling this. Thank you, Cinefix. Love Cinefix. Sorry. Ooh, Jessica Rabbit. Shoddy. See how many you can name, Jackson. Like, right now? Oh. Yeah, go on with it. Citizen King. You dig. I haven't seen that. Bill Mucky Punk. I'll watch it with you. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Is that good? It's. Which is the best one? Is it? Okay. okay, Pause it real quick. You're asking me this. I think the second one is utter garbage. Mm -hmm. Everyone loves it for some reason. It's terrible. Let me me rephrase. It's like a weird fever dream. Yeah. It's beautiful and it's haunting and it's kind of boring uh-huh. but it's it's just like amazing you gotta watch it like when you're feeling like i, I don't even know what vibe. just, just yeah. go listen to the song tears in the rain from the soundtrack yeah and then and then you'll know the kind of that's the vibe of it mm-hmm. and when you're feeling in that kind of mood go watch it cause yeah it's I mean, it's one it. of the What's the name of the song? Of Tears in the Rain. Okay. So is it more important to watch it as a cultural reference and that is, or is it like good enough? How do I phrase this? It's just important enough that I need to see it because it's such a cultural icon or is it just good enough to go and watch? Harrison Ford. Well, yeah. All, all three hey, there you go. actually. I mean, this is the movie that created the cyberpunk genre. Oh, really? Okay. Then I'll watch yeah. it. So I mean it's, it's Blade Runner, it's yeah. just really, it's slow. Like it's not. Yeah. Don't go well, into it yeah. expecting like. I'm fine with Star slow. Wars. I like Casablanca. I'm fine with slow. Yeah, like yeah. it's a slow burn. Yeah. And that's it's 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 great, dude. Like, I would watch. Like it. African Queen. I don't know what it is like. Like the draw. I, it's like I can. I love slow burns. I don't know. Like Maltese Falcon. I like all the. I like all Humphrey Bogart. You know. <laughs> yeah. You just name Yeah. Vertigo is a good slow burn. Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's Audrey Hepburn, actress. right? No, it's uh, Kim Novak. What's the one with Audrey Hepburn? That's like a Hitchcock knockoff. Uh, Charade. Yes, Charade. that's the one. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, there's um, like like when you have a movie that's that's slower paced, you gotta have a great actor, mm-hmm. and you gotta have a great cinematographer. That's why I'm glad I know you guys, because I don't know anyone that will sit down and watch it, and it's like. That's the movie I want to watch, and everyone else wants to watch so long to convince my dad to watch this with me. Yeah. Because there are some movies my dad's like, like he does, when it's an R-rated movie, sometimes he's like, no, no, don't. Sometimes, like, there's some movies that he's like, no, no, you're going to watch this with me. Uh Okay. Yeah. Some that I just watch in the middle of the night. (laughs) I don't understand how that that makes a difference when you, like, watch it with a parent. That's what I think, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. 
It's like I, I'd rather do it if I can still watch it. But but I mean I enjoy. It's like if my dad will let me watch The Godfather, but I have to watch it with him, then I'll watch it. Yeah, with I enjoy him. Cringes every time they swear. Yeah, that's that's another thing. It's like so awkward. You're like, well, oh. well the movie. Have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Mm-hmm. Okay, I love that movie. Any, I've seen it more than I probably should have. Yeah. More than that, it's probably that freaking ending scene. Yeah, does some of your mind. Like I love it when I watch it. The times I've seen it, I saw it the first time with my dad, and I didn't like it very much that time. And the last time I saw it, my dad watched it, and I didn't like it the times I watched it with my dad just because I kind of cringed every time they yeah. swore in it, and I was like, ah. Dude. So it just brings down, sometimes it brings yeah. down the vibe, but when it's like a movie like 13, it's like one of his favorite movies, mm-hmm. so we watch that together, and I'm like, yeah, that's Jeez, like, like, if, you, if I ever hear you talk like this, you're dead. So, and I'm like, real yeah. quick. If, if you ever Free. hear me talk like that, it's yeah, a real quick. Um, last thing, it's like there's – what about the phenomenon that every time you watch a movie, it's like in the most awkward part, your parents walk in? Yeah. It's like the one – it could be the most action-packed scene or it's like I'm watching the most like, you know – like I'll just use like Clone Wars as, as an example. I'll be watching like one that's like really violent and then Jar Jar's on it. For like the minute that my parents are in the room, they're like, "Why do you watch this crap?" Like, <laughs> what? Where were you like or, or, a minute ago? Or like the one frisky scene in the yeah, movie? Yeah, oh, it's what? so annoying. You ever seen Goldeneye? Uh, yeah, no, what? Uh, no, I thought you were talking about Goldfinger, like with Austin Powers. Goldfinger. <laughs> Goldeneye. Is it like? Okay, no, it's a Bond movie. Yeah. So um, ninety-five. It's got. Oh, really. It's got the chick who plays Jean Grey in X-Men. It's that chick that Terminator's... The she girl. does basically... They're all the same. So she's a bad guy in it. Yeah. What she does is she, like, has sex and, like, squeezes dudes in their thighs and they die. That's, that's like, what she does in it. <laughs> okay. And, and so that, that same uh, channel that did that that movie clip video, they, they had, like, an interview with her and the director, Martin Campbell. Mm-hmm. And the one guy's like... I w- anytime I watch this with my, when I was little, the scenes with you are when my parents walked in. <laughs> there, so there like, is a pheno- like a supernatural phenomenon that that happens. Yeah. Well, maybe you that's know? maybe that too. That's why you watch him and you don't like. Oh. <laughs> Just don't listen. Cash's parents, don't listen. It's okay. You can listen. George okay, Lucas is listening. Joking. You can too. Just as long as you like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't watch rated R movies. <laughs> Look at the spike. Like Africa. It does. Weird. We're, we're talking about the like. The the sound. Like, yeah, the sound wave showing up. Hey, hey, check this out. Check this out. I can't wait to edit that and like see that coming at. You know, two times speed and let it just <laughs> blow out. But be- yeah, like blow out my ears before I like take out my headphones fast enough. Does actually, blow. Out. I'll be editing this for like four hours tomorrow. <laughs> I, no, it won't be that bad. This has been such like an easy episode. I probably won't. I'll cut very little. Yeah. Towards yeah. the end, like in the last fifteen minutes, will probably be the yeah, most we're editing. Yeah, just kind of talking about like random crap. Yeah, pizza. that's but that's the best part. Yeah. Hey, there's Papa John's upstairs. People are probably like, I don't know what you guys want some pizza? About. 
That I love. We step Jackson just like pizza, and then hey, let's go into better, pizza. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's. Not anymore. No, no, he's Pop, a Papa John Shatner's. Yeah, he's what, he is. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 coming back with a he's coming back with a tape that he's trying to like clear his name. Yeah, I didn't watch the full interview, but the lady's like, you said the day of reckoning is coming. Is it here? And he's like, yeah. I remember in the interview, uh, you're, you're like, greasy, slobbering vest. I'm like, the day of reckoning is coming. <laughs> why, why would you say that to a reporter? You're a pizza man. <laughs> he looks significantly It's so now. bad. He looks really? a lot better. I don't think he eats as <laughs> much pizza anymore, so he looks a lot better. 40 pizzas. Dude, do you know the YouTuber Meat Canyon? Yes, and that one was like. so funny. <laughs> yeah. Did you see what he looks Can you like? Believe it? Yeah. yeah, he was eating two pizzas a day for ten days. Did you and see his new one, it was so weird. I love him. Guys, go check out Meat Canyon on YouTube. Oh my gosh. I have this like really weird cousin and I sent her the Peppa Pig one just out oh, of nowhere. That one scared me. And she was like, <laughs> she was so confused. I remember I like, Tate, yeah. Tate Fairbanks sent me the Pinocchio one. She's like, does someone have a box of matches, please? And I was like, who is this guy? We watched a Garfield one the other day, and it was yeah. like, Garfield is so like this man. It's with like a man <laughs> with a blindfold. And Odie, the, I think the first one I ever saw was um, the Ed, Ed, and Eddie one. Have you seen that? The first uh-huh. jo- is called Jawbreaker. Maybe. And it's like Double D's like slim. He's like a weird monster. And then it zooms out, and there he's just the like bully kids like just screaming in the garage. Oh, dude, have you ever seen Mickey Never Came Back? No. Oh, my God. Don't show them. Don't, show not on the podcast. Yeah. What's, no, what's, I won't show them on the podcast, yeah. but it's this, it's completely serious, which is what makes it so funny. Yeah. Like, they don't do it as a joke. Uh-huh. I mean, it is a joke. It's satire. But the way they've done it is yeah. just so serious. It's about Mickey and Goofy in Vietnam. Oh, I've. And he's like. I've seen not, well. I've seen it in my feed a lot. I've never watched you the whole thing. Watch it. It's so funny. And they're making like a <laughs> super long one coming up. They put out a trailer for it. It's so funny, dude. Dude, freaking I can't get over Day of Reckoning. I'm like, you Day make you make pizzas, dog. He's like wearing a red shirt trying to still be Papa John, but it's like yeah. Well, my cousin didn't. We'd like to him. dedicate this episode to Papa John. Papa John, hope you get better. All ad revenue will go to him. Just kidding. I need money. <laughs> Dude, my, uh, Make sure to sign his uh, petition to bring him back as a spokesperson. Yeah. And no longer Shaq. Yeah. Um, you got Shaq you guys. You guys want to end it here? Shaq needs to go back to the gym. We'll go. Yeah, yeah, true. All right, guys. Uh, I think that's gonna do it for this episode. That was an excellent episode. I love talking to you fellas. I'm gonna. I'm really gonna miss you, Jackson. But um, yeah, I'm glad we could do this, guys. Go check out Night Rhymes. I forgot to talk you guys up. Oh, yeah, so these two are... have a podcast with you. It's just like poetry and and uh, short, short stories. stories. And I yeah. got the lovely opportunity to be on that. And you'll two be in one ago. tonight too. Yeah, if you uh, want. Well, to yeah, I'd love to. We could. Well, that's right. Right. Guys, go check out Night Rhymes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Anywhere you get podcasts. And Tall and Short Entertainment on YouTube. 
they uh yeah these these guys are truly phenomenal in uh on the with the creative genes um guys please uh leave us a review and comment if you have any questions or things you want me to cover uh email me at the takeout box 28 at gmail.com um guys